Hey man, it's your boy Frowns. We got another Parking Spark session. And I got a fly Thundercat head ass nigga on play, man. I got a fly guy with me, man. Swiggle Mandela, man. What's up with you, bro? What it do, man? Parking Spark, man. I'm, I'm glad to be here, man. We we need to put it together. It was a little second, but it made it, it happen. It did take a while, but you know what? Great things happen, man, when you wait and you be patient, man. And I did, man. I, I hit him up. More than a few times, man, because I know he's busy, man. He's out here, you know, moving and grooving and, and handling his business, man. So I really appreciate you making time, yeah, bro. And I appreciate you hitting me because I tell people that, man. I'm like, hit me more than once. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. if you hit me one time, you, you ain't really want to link up because I'm like that. <laughs> you know, I hit people more than once because I know, you know, people got kids. You know what I mean? Right. <sighs> Different business they handle, you know. So I appreciate that, man. It's about making that connection and- and reaching out. We smoking grown today. We oh, smoking yeah. papers. Papers strictly, man. We're gonna save our lungs today, man. We're gonna do it. We're gonna keep it keep right. Twisted up some too. Yeah. Twisted up some. So <coughs> yeah, I used to smoke blunts only. I started smoking 2006. And if a motherfucker brought a joint to the session, I was like, bro, you wasting weed. For real? <laughs> this should taste better. I, oh, the facts. I didn't even used to wanna uh smoke out the pipe or the 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 bong nothing <laughs> for real. I was on that swisher, and you know that was you know '06. It was the swisher. Yeah, man. I had to quit blunts before the backwoods. <laughs> oh, backwoods. 2014, I was done. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. And I thought I couldn't smoke weed, but when I tried the joints, I was like, oh, thank God. And you tasting that? That's right, still that fire, fire, man. So, uh, we gonna start at the beginning as always, man. All right. Where was you born, brother? I was born here, Portland, uh, OHSU, uh, and yeah, you know, when I was born, we spent a little bit of time in Portland. We had a house on, uh, off a of, <coughs> off of Killingsworth, <coughs> and then, um, we moved to Estacada. Okay. That's where my memories really first started in the country. No doubt. Yeah. Um, I got we, some good friends from Estacada, man. Yeah, we had a farm out there, and um, so my dad is Filipino, and my mom is black, okay. and so I think that, you know, it was probably my dad that wanted to move out there, because um, just being Filipino, real estate is is big in my family, you know, even, even especially overseas, you know what I'm saying, oh, like, okay. we, we own land over there, so... My dad got like five acres of farmland in Estacada, and that was like them was like my first memories, man. Like, you know, running around, bro, butt ass naked, catching fucking snakes and shit, bro. Picking blackberries and shit. (laughs) You know what I mean? We had a long ass gravel driveway, and the neighbors over here had horses, and neighbors Mm -hmm. over here, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. No coyotes are coming to the yard, and so you know, my first memories is. Is an Estacada. That's what's up, man. And um, you know, then my parents got divorced, and my mom d- decided to move to Oakland. So that was like, I bet that was a little bit of a culture shock. Yeah, like, motherfucker, bro. So I'm coming from five acres of land. <laughs> this all I know, you know. <laughs> to, well, what part of Oakland did you go to? I gotta ask my mom. I don't remember specifically. I just remember it was the. It's my Oakland. first experience in the hood. It, it really don't matter what man. side, man. Oakland, Oakland is Oakland, boy. And I was love to Oakland, man. I got oh got yeah, shout out a to lot Oak of potties out man. in Oakland too. I had a that was my first time seeing kids cuss. 
That was my first time <laughs> seeing people sagging. Oh first yeah. First time uh even even really hearing nigga. I experienced nigger in Estacada. Right. <laughs> I bet. The first time that I heard nigga was in Oakland. And people telling me, like, man, sag your pants a little bit. What race are you? How come you don't say nigga? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, I'm black and Filipino. I thought I was Mexican. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They always think I'm Mexican. Yeah. they like, yo, what are you doing? So, Oakland, and we lived in a tiny little house. Tiny. It was a guest house behind a house that was damn near, was pretty much foreclosed. Okay. So, we lived behind a house. Mm-hmm. So, this was like, yo, my, you know, I my first experience of like the struggle, you know what I'm saying? And and my dad still lived in Estacada. So I'll be, you know, thinking about my dad and thinking about that life and, and being in Estacada and being in Oakland, you know what I mean? Mm. Dirt from my lawn, you know what I mean? You know, going to 99 cent store and, and, and first finding out what a food stamp was and so, you know, that was Oakland, man. And uh <laughs> and a lot of them the 99 cent store ain't the same. Can I crack this in a the hood? Bit? Crack the window a little, a little something. He said Parker's part. We're supposed to box the whole thing, huh? Ah! Look. <laughs> we gonna have to Check crack this it. out. We gonna have to crack it eventually, man, because I'm gonna die. Eventually. Door. Okay, okay. I cut, I cut the air on. You getting hot? I'll circulate it's the, really... I'll circulate the air, but man, we keeping these windows up. Okay, we can see if that'll help. And, and like I was saying, ninety-nine cent stores in the hood are much different than the ones in like Estacada or some shit. Period. Because them niggas, they'll take your bags when you walk in, Period. <laughs> and they give you a little uh, like in Jacksonville and uh, some other places I used to live. Man, yeah, you go up in there, bro. They'll take your shit. Oh yeah. You take your bag, give you, give you a little thing. You come oh, back wow. for it. <laughs> and so finally, we moved back to Portland. Man, I was praying for it. I was praying for it. And uh. You know, we, we lived in Portland and my dad was always in Oregon. So I would visit my dad, you know, <coughs> summer and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I got the Keef on there, man. He <coughs> got the Keef in there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get high as hell today because I don't be boxing no more. I'm going to be real with you. I'm about to get high as fuck today. <laughs> and so... We lived in Portland for a little bit. Woo, hold on, pieces on sizzle status. Hello. <laughs> Woo. And I don't remember how long it was that we was in Portland, a couple, a year or two, mm-hmm. before my mom wanted to move to Compton. Oh, she wanted to go to Compton. So my mom is originally from San Pedro, so she had always had that Cali. She always wanted to go back to Cali. Yeah. So when we moved to Compton, bro, it was another experience, and I love Compton. You know, shout out to all my people in Compton. Compton's I love cool. Compton, you know what I'm saying? But it yeah. was rough. Mm-hmm. It was rough. And, and coming from Portland, you know, uh, coming from Estacada, and then my my first experience in Oakland, it, it, you know, we was in poverty. Uh, I experienced, like, abuse there, really. You know what I'm saying? My mom was dating somebody who, who just was out of control. So my first experiences of California was, like, was positive, you know what I mean? So okay. moving back to California, I'm already kind of down. Like, yo, I want to live in Portland. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's where all my uncles, my grandma, my grandpa, my dad. You know, my black side lived in Portland. Yeah, a lot of my Filipino side resides in California still to this day. Shout out to Cali, man, all my Filipino family. And um, when we moved to California, I was sad, man. You know, um, my moms and dad was doing the custody thing, and you yeah. know, you don't really know yeah, where you want to go. 
<clears throat> and living in Compton once again, you know, was like my another experience of poverty. And um, all my friends knew how to crip walk, you know, hear gunshots every other night, if not every night. You know, you got to go trick-or-treating during the daytime. My grandpa won't let us go outside on uh, 4th of July. And mm-hmm. So it was like, it was very different for me. But one thing uh, about Compton that I remember is my mom at the time, she she's a, she's a Christian now. I'm really not religious. I believe in God, of course. We talked about this earlier. But my mom at the time was a part of the Nation of Islam. Okay. And I remember being in a nation in Portland. Shout out to everybody that's in the nation oh, here yeah. in Portland. You know, I got a lot of family in the nation of Islam here in Portland. And I remember the little mosque in here in Portland. I remember selling papers and <coughs> learning to hustle. You know what I mean? <coughs> I remember selling papers on uh, MLK right there. You know, the spot where it used to go down. I used to be selling DVDs, CDs, yeah. and the light. Mm-hmm. I remember going out there as a kid, uh, Killingsworth and MLK, and, and selling final calls. You know, and I remember being the youngest on the block. And selling more final calls than all the kids, all the adults. And my big homie, uh, Rasan, man, shout out to Rasan. He walked up to me like, you you know, everybody taking a break, getting water, eating. You, you still selling papers? And he took the papers from me and I had ink on my hands from holding the papers for so long. And I Grind. had so much money in my pocket. And he was like, wow. So that was my experience at that nation in Portland. But I remember going to California being in the nation mm-hmm. and going was to the difference? mosque, it was huge. It was a lot bigger, huh? Big. And it was Organized. so Organized. many black people yeah. oh, in yeah. suits. My auntie's in the nation. Shout out to my auntie. And she was, you know, all the sisters. And and, and when, they, when you pull up, it's brothers rushing to the car to get the door for the women. They will not let the women open their own door. You know what I mean? A lot of respect. And going in there. A lot and, of respect, Sean. And you got to sit with the men and the women sit with the women. And I remember just seeing Minister Tony speak mm-hmm. and I never met him. You know what I mean? My auntie and a lot of people that I know are really close to him and know him personally, but okay. I never met him personally. I just saw him speak. Okay. And just being so inspired how he moved people. Like, you know, say some shit like it ain't right in the way Shit's people is needed, like, man. Huh? Powerful brothers, man. It's needed. Yeah. And I, and, and when he would, the way the crowd will react. Because there's people saying, I feel you. That's right. You know what I mean? And I remember always wanting to say something. And just being scared. Because I knew that I would become a celebrity there. If I would be the only kid to say, that's right. And I always would uh, say it today. I'm not. I'm just, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, that was when I wanted. Funny, that man. was one of the reasons why I wanted to perform. You oh, know okay. What I mean? Because so that gave that, you, that gave it to you, huh? Even my auntie. That's she, the first time I've ever know, heard that, man. Is that a they, preacher mm-hmm. gave you the the mm-hmm. the, the spiritual uh, use the mm-hmm. influence to to be a performer? That's and great. I gotta give it to my auntie too, because they would drill. Mm-hmm. And my auntie was a part of. I know the FOI, and I don't want to say it wrong, and, I, and it might. I don't remember. It might be MGT. I don't remember what the what the women are. I don't want to, okay. you know, say well, it the wrong thing. We, you feel they, me? we know what you're but saying. But they was, the, you know, they was troops. Yeah. And I remember they would drill and perform on stage. And I remember like Fly. my auntie coming in, and they was like the top tier because they, you know, I could go up and drill too with the kids. You know, everybody going performing they drill, and I remember my auntie going up, and you know, because they gonna go up, and they gonna announce like these are the ones. You feel me? Like yeah. This is your superiors. 
So when they went up there, and it's not like the, um, it's very different from the way that our military may drill. You know what I mean? So they might start off with left, face. Did they do that? Right, face. Did they do that? It's called, but a, you drill. Don't it's move. called a drill down. Mm-hmm. You don't move My until daughter they does say dance. You don't and move until they say face. I don't know if they do that in the dance. Yeah, they do, man. And so they give them hella commands, right? Yeah, and they'll try to throw them off. They try to throw them off. They'll take each and one I out and remember, mess up. When they did so many commands for my auntie and them, like 30. I don't and they're hitting it, huh? Hitting it. Yeah, man, that's pretty cool looking stuff, man. I experienced that for the first time this year. And I seen, and they was drilling, 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 and they was going so hard, my auntie's hijab fell off. Uh-huh. And I know the crowd is looking like, is she going to get out of protocol? Is she going to get out of the ranks? Is she going to... Like, what is the, what's the move? And she kept going, boom, 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 left, right, boom, 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 uh-huh. boom, boom, boom. Uh-huh. And the crowd going crazy. I remember hey. when, they, when they stopped, the one giving the commands walked over and put her hijab on because yeah. she wouldn't even... She's still in command. Oh, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. And that time, look at my hair standing up. Yeah, you don't rest like, until they tell you to. Boom. And I remember... That making these experiences making me want to get on stage. Hey man, I mean? well, those are some of the experiences. That. I respect the hell out of that. I think that's a great story. I think yeah, I think man. the people gonna like that story, man. And then my yeah, dad no. also plays guitar. Oh, mine does too. Right. My dad performs, man, at the at the Doja spots. Mm. Uh, uh, cool Breeze Band. Okay. Malcolm Noble and the Cool Breeze Band. That's okay. What, yeah, my dad's the guitar player, man. Hello, Lebo. Dad, what's up? Hey, what it do? Love you, Dad. So, yeah, my dad, shout out to my dad, man. My dad plays guitar, and him just being, I think, from the Philippines mm-hmm. and coming here from with nothing, um, he always wanted to have a job and multiple jobs, multiple streams of income. And so, oh, you know, see, when you smoke joints, that's you, you roll them ones that you roll them ones. You know what sure I mean? Did. You sure did. Mm-hmm. <coughs> this is the first time I ever met him, y'all. Hey man, it's today a to meet you too, bro. You know what Good I mean. Good cat, man. And you want? Let me tell y'all something. I pulled up, right? He said, "Hop out, check this bird out." Right. I'm scared. I'm scared of birds, <laughs> but I hopped out. This motherfucker went to walking, and the bird followed him. Yeah, like. And this is something I'm glad he brought that up because it's something that's going to come out crazy. more in my music, how spiritual I am and how I remember, bro, I used to go to church with my little nephew, right? He's about mm, 13 now, 12, 13. Shout out to my little, my little nephew, Jiggy. And <laughs> at church, he would see pictures of Jesus. He would see statues of Jesus. He would see different everywhere, you know, at home, at, you know, cousin's house. Okay. Every time he would see Jesus, he would say, is that my uncle? Is that my <laughs> uncle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it might be because of my beard and because I always had long hair. But sometimes it would, Jesus would be depicted as a white person. And he would still say, is that my uncle? De- depicted as a black person. Is that my uncle? You know what I mean? And my mom, for example, her name is Kelly, her original name. And she felt that her mom named her that trying to not give her like a more black name. Mm-hmm. So she went to the forest to find her name. And she, you know, closed her eyes, focused, and, and a raven flew up. So my mom's name is Raven. So I get that, you know what I mean, from her. 
the you know hummingbirds have flown up to my face you know like you just seen the crow been following me for a week um coyotes have walked up to me i've pet deer uh an elk just walked up on my brother's window the other day you know, we used to find, we seen that, my dad used to creep up on the my elk nigga, the you said a coyote went up, walked a up on you? walked up on me. Mm-hmm. I would tell you, I used to work, I used to go to camp, a camp called Caldera. And I want to send out uh, Dan Wyden and Peter Wyden. Where's that at? It's in Southern Oregon. And it's owned by a company, or I'm not going to say owned, it's funded by a company called Wyden and Kennedy and mostly the Wydens. Okay. Wyden and Kennedy is one of the biggest advertisement agencies on this side of the country. They got a building downtown Portland. They originated here, and they are the ones who did the advertisement for Nike and Coca-Cola. Ooh, that means I get a little breeze. Yeah, we're gonna breeze up. Sorry, y'all. A different type of uh, a different type. You know what I mean? At at a parking spot. But I'ma say, you know, when I first start going to this camp, I think. You know, it's a way of the widens of giving back. Yeah. So you had to be low income to go to, to uh, you know, qualify for this camp. Okay. And so I went to the camp and um, there you can learn African drum. You can learn poetry. It's on. It's ba- you, it's kind of like outdoor school the way it's out in nature. Very cool. And you can learn all types of different <coughs> trades. And I knew in middle school that I could learn video production in high school because they'll send you a DVD to your house. And I used to see the high schoolers. They was do already doing ninja movies and, and wow. comedies. And I was like, so if I stick in Caldera until I'm in high school, I'm shooting a music video. Because yeah. I had been rapping since I was nine years old. I started rapping in Compton, 1999. Okay. And so I start automatically, I was, I was like, yo, I'm finna shoot a music video at Caldera. I hope they got, you got to apply every year. I said, they got to accept me. They got to accept me. Okay. So by the time I get to high school, I'm stoked. I'm finna shoot a video. That's fresh. So I shot my first music video at Caldera. And as I no you, doubt, yeah, you, can it be seen on, online? Nah, but there's ah. my third music video ever. Okay, it's still online and it's okay. filmed at Caldera. It's called Song of Freedom. I'm 16 years old in the video. A lot of people be laughing at it and listen, but it's like when you see the level I was on at 16, it'll blow your mind. It's and let me Song tell y'all something too. I did my, you know, I do my research before I meet meet up with you. I don't want to show up sound like I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But uh, then I watched probably like 10 of this brother's videos. One thing that I can say is super creative and uh, super positive. Not talking about no stupid shit. No, you know, none of that. It's, there's none of that tough guy shit, which is a it's like a breath of fresh air, man. For when you, you throw some music on, it's good Thanks. and it's uh, artistic. That. Oh, for sure, bro. And it, and it sounds good. And you and that. you you know I've and I've heard a lot of good things about you outside of. You know, before even meeting, because oh, I was right. like, "Man, who's this dude?" Man, he hit me up. Yeah. And little Tay, you know, shout out little Taylor shout Bell, out Taylor Chocolate Bell, Dope, and uh, and a few other cats. Oh, man. shout out Chocolate Dope too, man. Yeah, man, they 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 had great things to say about you, man. Yeah, I got love for Tay, man. I think Taylor Bell is very entertaining. And That's my guy, um, man. I think well, that uh, I I appreciate a lot of artists in Portland and what they do. Yeah. And I never talk down about nobody. I got love, but right. I will say, just be more entertaining. Cause I get at the tape. I seen him do a video. He did a backflip on the stage. <laughs> <and> he, <laughs> he gets a pop locket. I couldn't pop. help but to watch it a couple of times. Yeah, I said, yeah. "This is entertaining." That's my guy, man. He's great. You know, do do just entertain the people. That's the number one rule in show business: get the people what they want. That's why I just did a song with Cool Nuts because the people asked me for it. 
You know, I always wanted to work with Coolness myself too. Yeah. But the, my fans, the streets, people I don't know, they asked me for it. Number one cool rule in entertainment: get the people what they want. He's one of the. He's one of the. G's in this music, man. Shout out to Big Cool Nuts, man. Hell yeah. Always. Big shout out. Um, Because, man, I had, bruh, I had his music <coughs> on tape. Matter of hey. fact, I took it from somebody. Ah! My auntie was in his music video. Check when it out. Little. This is some old shit he had. I, I bet nobody else knows it. I do, though. And uh, I still got that motherfucking tape to this day. You still? Still got this call. It's called Pose Like a Pimp. He had a song called Pose Like a Pimp. Bro, here's what we're gonna have to do. Cool Nuts. I know that song, bro. Shout out to Cool Nuts. He's gonna be him forever, man. You got what I'm about? We used to go cruise the motherfucking strip in the Impala. Hello. And we used to cruise the motherfucking strip in the motherfucking Candy Blue Impala, slapping what I'm about. Both both versions. Yeah, man. But, you know, shout out to Cool Nuts, man. Mm-hmm. And, and I think what we should do with that tape, you should take a picture of the tape. And I'm going to ask Cool Nuts if we could do a, uh, it's your life. if we could do a shirt with that tape, that'd be fly. It, it was just a recorded tape. Oh, it's not like it was it like got a the, pressed up tape. It didn't have a, ooh. But I did have the Just Family tape. You know what? I bet you I could find that. We got the Just Family tape. We still got that. That's ill, man. That's ill. But yeah, when I was out of Caldera, mm-hmm. that's when the coyote walked up on me. As in, uh, I, I started working there because I became too old to, to, you know. So you're out there mentoring kids yeah. and shit. Exactly. Fresh. That's cool. And, uh, man. One day I walked out to the meadow because you would, they got something called a dream tree there. I'm gonna try to make a long story short. They got something called the dream tree there. It's a very tall tree, and it's a trust exercise. So they have state of the art harnesses and things like that. And what you do is. You climb the dream tree as far as you want. You got a harness and all your, you know, your uh, campmates, his classmates and yeah. everything like that is holding the rope for you. But the person who's trained to do it, he can hold you by himself. Okay. We just, they put the kids on there and yeah. they teach you. Makes them feel like exercise, they're really helping I mean? their friend. And to be up, climb the top of the dream tree and jump off, you really have to be learning. And it's a very good exercise because growing up in poverty, mm-hmm. it became hard to trust people. So that was a trust exercise to know to let you know you're gonna be safe when you jump off this tree. We got you. You can trust us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the dream tree, you're supposed to tie That's something important on. Shit, man. Yeah, you're supposed to tie something where you at. Wherever you go, you could make one step on the ladder, or you could climb to the top, jump off. You're supposed to tie something on and give an attention. Like, I want to be more respectful to my parents. I want to be a lawyer when I grow up. Get okay. A piece of cloth, you know that that you make yourself. You learn how yeah. to make this fiber there, and so. Me be wanting to be a rapper, I was always kind of embarrassed. I never wanted to say it, you know. And then there's a bar you can jump and grab. And so as I got older, I started trying to grab that bar because I wanted to write my, put my thing up there. Oh, okay. It's only like two things of because don't nobody yeah. grabbed that. Yeah. I, once I got older, I'd be going there just at lunchtime with the, with the court with the dude. Like, can you come with me? Do anything at lunch? I'm trying to grab that pole. You feel me? Because I, I somehow got out of it my whole life of not giving my attentions. Uh huh. So. I didn't, didn't ever reach that pole. <laughs> oh, for real? But jumped, jumped, and jumped, and jumped, and hey, jumped. And never reached you it. Got, you got uh, and so, ambition to yeah, reach what you're trying to do. I decided I would go hang my, tie my thing up in the meadow. You know, I would hike out into one of my favorite spots in nature, and I would tie it on one of my favorite trees. Mm-hmm. So I walked out there. When I got out there, it was like birds running around my feet. 
two birds, I guess they was the same species. One was smaller, one was bigger. There was always in a rivalry. He was either trying to grab some food for him or he was trying to grab some food from him and they would chase each other and they wouldn't fly. And I was, I started to see God them all damn, over the ground. Bro. And then I seen a, like uh, this motherfucker. I seen a, uh, a big bird, blue, huge, big blue bird, big, dark blue. I want to God, go. And, and the homie told me who was walked out there with me, somebody who was very nature intelligent because they wouldn't let me walk out there by myself said, that's a, uh, that's a bird that can throw its voice. It can copy other birds too. It can do different calls. Then I seen some birds about as big as a seagull, <laughs> colors of a parrot, <coughs> green, red. Does it Oregon? Oregon. I asked my, I asked my guide, what is that? He told me the species. He said they were visiting from the Galapagos Islands for the summer, and there was only two of them on the whole campground. Then I start oh, to see wow. so many because they, it was only a path. In that path is flowers as tall as you, and they got buds, flowers, you know, all over. Yeah. I start to see so many hummingbirds that they was running into me. It was grasshoppers this big, and they was turquoise and orange. And I'm like, yeah, I'm finna tell the universe right now what I want to do in my life. I'm finna tell God. And so I walk up through the nature, and I'm, there's some baby deer. I'm, I wonder if they're there. I didn't know if they was gonna show up. And I looked up, you know, put my arms out. I had my one of my best friends with me, my sister with me, mm-hmm. and I said, God, universe, I want to be famous. I seen the hummingbirds connect their beaks like this and start spinning off into the air. Are you fucking serious, man? That would have been... I would have been scared as shit. fucking gophers running into holes. All the animals start to disappear. Right? I'm looking for the bluebird and ain't shit there. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Then I hear a howl. It's broad daylight. (laughs) That's crazy It's broad daylight. My mind stops. Because I'm going to let people know you might not think your mind can stop. This one lesson I'm going to teach, I'm going to teach so many lessons, but Tell just them, with the Parker Spark, your mind can stop. You might not know it can stop, but it can stop. You got to give your mind a break sometimes. Your <laughs> mind stops. Your mind stops in fear. That's why war is so popular. <coughs> My mind stopped. <coughs> By the time it starts to come back, it's saying things like, I hope it's the camp dog. <coughs> <laughs> I look in front of me about where that, where that rail is, where them stairs is at. Is a coyote sitting, just looking at me. My mind stops again. One one thousand, two one thousand, three one thousand. Starts up. It's a fucking wolf. My sister's grabbing me now. Get the fuck out of here. I look at him a little longer, and I turn around. My mind is fully working now. Run, walk, get out of here. It's not safe. Mm-hmm. And my sister says she turned around and looked again and he went into the meadow, which means he disappeared because it's all flowers. And what I noticed is all the animals disappeared because they noticed him before I did. And then they showed did, huh? Yeah, they showed And did. he howled like, nigga, is you slow? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Tip. What's up? I'm here. <laughs> this is my place. You know what I mean? It's my hood. Yeah. And so... In Native American culture, in in <laughs> even in African culture with the with the jackal, in Aboriginal culture with the dingo, that is the spirit of the trickster. And what I learned is that the universe, what the universe just told me right there, because the coyote, coy- yep, because coyote stole fire from man in the Native culture. Oh, end up burning himself. Have to okay. get it back. 
learned a lesson. He yeah, learned the hard way. He plays tricks and it backfires on him. Yeah. And what I learned and what I was disappointed in at the time, but now I love it, it was that in order for me to become famous, I'm going to learn the hard way. And it has been that way. Yeah. I'm going to throw a show and nobody's going to come. And that's how I'm going to learn to promote harder. <laughs> I'm going to put out a song and nobody's going to watch it. And the next time I put out a song, I'm going to make sure people are going to watch it. You know what I mean? That's not how it's going to happen, though, bro. You, I'm gonna you, tell you, you put a not lot that, of positivity out I'm there. I'm gonna tell you, it and, happened and that and way. Not that, not that it's going to happen. Yeah. It happened that way. Okay. okay. I've had shows where nobody but my god sister came. Damn. And I realized, oh, oh, and that's not happening to me again. That's that coyote medicine. I said, I'm yeah. gonna go hand out 500 flyers. It's not gonna happen right. to me again. Yeah. Period. I know. How you see what I'm saying? That's like if you go to lift some weights. And you got to have somebody there with you because it might. Ugh. Yeah. But the next time you get on there, you're going to be ready, though. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I learned that it just meant I'm going to hit my head. You got to go through it to get to it. That's a fact. Hard work beats talent when talent refuses to work hard. Period. <coughs> you stay on that grind, man. You'll get there, man. I see something in you, bro. And a lot of people that I mess with see something in you. <clears throat> I see you doing shit, man. And there's I, cats out here that I, I I see that they can be huge, huge mm-hmm. stars, man. Mm-hmm. You're among them. And I I know I believe so keep it up. I just bro. got back from um doing a show in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Doing show two shows in Michigan, Detroit. How was that? Port how Huron. did you like? How did you? Oh, so much Michigan. Love. I got family in Michigan. Shout out to all my people in Michigan. I got family in Michigan. Michigan was cool. Amazing. I learned so much. It changed my period. I'm going to say, for one, the black community, I think the blackest show I ever did in my life was in Detroit this year. It was the most black people I think I've ever been in front of. And they showed so much support. And they bought merch. And they followed. And they... Bruh. That's beautiful shit. (laughs) I can't even fucking... Then I went to a city called Port Huron right outside of Detroit, and it was a lot of white people, and they showed so much love. They love music. You know what I mean? And they, they, People love music, man. You're going to touch everybody, man. And it, it was something That's I had to prove so to great. myself. Because I was wondering, can I do, you know, I knew I could, but I still got to prove it to myself. Prove it to yourself, man. Prove it to yourself. I said, yo, can I do this outside of Portland? Because I get so much love here. A lot of people don't get a lot of love here, and that's the narrative that Portland is full of haters. That's bullshit. There's no love here. I, I always got love. Me too. That's not my story. I get so I much love here. It's overwhelming. Shit. Motherfuckers that are just miserable say that shit. And so I got. I was wondering, like, yo, can I can I have the same effect and feeling in somewhere else that's not my home? And I just had to go test it, and I did, and it worked. And in Detroit, that's some, that's Michigan, some cool shit. I never got to go do that, man. So, and I'm respect able respect to that, man. <coughs> and that's what amazes me, because music, art is a vehicle. You never know where it's gonna take you. Speaking of uh, art and vehicle, man, tell them about this music video I'm finna put at the end of this. Oh, yo, busy, 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 man. It's it's me, my homie Figure Eight, who's currently in Michigan. Cause that's where you from. <laughs> and cool nuts, big cool nuts, man. The legendary cool nuts. It's called Busy, Busy, Busy. We just dropped it. It's on YouTube. It's on Facebook. It's a, um, good, it's a good song and a good video. And yeah, it's it's. We did it at the Trap Kitchen. Shout out to to Mo. 
for letting us come through. Shout out to Mikey Vegas. Shout yeah. out to Trap, Trap Kitchen just in general. Most and definitely. And they're doing. <clears throat> and, you know, busy, 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 man. It's a fucking, it's a fucking town hit. It's a town anthem. It's for the city, you know what I mean? You know? Yeah. Make sure you watch the end of this because it's going to be there. You can watch the whole video. And it's got greatness all up in it. And shit, also this month, we having a show, June 20th, me and Mike Capes. Uh, yeah, put that boom. up there. Prominence at the Bit House Saloon is $20 at the door, but tickets is 15 So grab your ticket. I know we're going to appreciate the 20 if you pay it at the door. Like, that's love, you know what <laughs> I mean? Because this is really for the city, you know what I'm saying? But tickets is, is, is 15 and we also got opportunities for y'all to win Free tickets, you know what I'm saying? There might be... As a matter of fact, I'm going to just put this out there. If you share this Park and Spark episode, if you share it on your Facebook, you tag five people, you're going to have an opportunity to win a ticket to Prominent. going to be there, uh, Mike Crenshaw. You know, you got to... You know, so we got opportunities for you to win tickets, and tickets is $15, man. So, you know, we're trying to do something big for the town. That's why, you know, shout out to Mike Capes. Shout out to Cool Nuts. This month was about the town for me. You know what I mean? I, I was out of town for a minute, and I came home. I wanted to do something special for the city. So, yeah, man. Much respect to that, man. But, man, I'm getting blown up. <clears throat> Got to cut this short, man. I wish I could do this video for two hours, man. We're going to do a you. part two. Yeah, we'll do that. Hey. And we got another one we sparking up, too. And we still going to smoke. <laughs> Mandela. Man, everybody check him out. I'm going to put everything down in the uh, description. You're going to be able to see all that, man. Tap in, get all the shit you can because it's great and it's from the town. Hey, and y'all, y'all really fuck yeah. with this platform, man. This is a re- this is some real shit for the city, man. Like, I really appreciate what you're doing, bro. Like putting this platform together and, and bringing artists out and, and creating that dialogue. This is big, man. You know, what I'm, I'm gonna be back. I appreciate that, man. You know I mean? Thank you so yes, much, sir. La Familia shit, yo, we family, I gotta say that too, I represent La Familia, because it don't matter what color of skin is, where you come from, or how you identify with yourself, don't discriminate, man, everybody, we all family, all the humans, it's a human race, you feel me, and uh, even outside of that, man, we'll get deeper trees, animals, water, <laughs> it's all the same thing, we all family, but we ain't gonna get yeah, too yeah. deep on y'all today. <laughs> <laughs> but we gonna go there in part two, man, much love to Swiggle Mandela, much love to y'all. Shout out to Park and Spark, man. Park and Spark, baby. Talk to y'all soon. Much love. Westside, La Familia in this. Okay. 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 Okay.
Metro fine, twisting up the finest draw. Then slim at the gas station, asking for a fill up. How these women got some money and they still suck. <laughs> they can't pass the real test. All they followers fake like a gigapet. Plus he's born and booze ride around LA like Lauren and Nip. Lauren and Nip. The heels compliment your frame differently. The club scented champagne bottles complimentary. Texting you a full page no You wanted a million, wanna rock your boat. What's the deal? What's the deal? What's the deal? I love you like a good meal right after I smoke for real. I have pretty and petite, looking pretty and petite. It was made for a G, yeah, yeah. Shotty, I'm slimy, queen. You shake it down for whatever I need. All you wanna do is get freaky, freaky, yeah. Mississippi, they so thick and pretty But Miss Nina Nina, she's so ratchet Cause she'll do him and everyone 